For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Summer's afternoon, I took the bus of Loris, and she was heavy laden. Away we went, and I kind of went straight to say the race and played. Oh, you lads, you should have seen us get it. Passing the folks along the road, all of them were staring. All the lads and lasses there, they'll be starting faces. Hello, and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 100. It's your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me at NUFC underscore Greg. Excited to be with y'all. We were hoping that by this point, well, actually, we've probably been hoping this for at least 10 years, um, that by now we'd be talking about a takeover, but that hasn't happened yet. Still on hold, still on ice, cans on ice, cans adjacent, whatever you want to call it, um, to talk about some of the news that we have this week and just regular banter that we're going to discuss the rest of the way. Uh, the best damn goals in the land, the one, the only, Elijah Newsom. How you doing? I'm great. Um, I restocked on cans today, uh, not for the takeover, but just to get me through the week mm. until the takeover is announced, and then I'll have to go back and buy more cans. Survival cans. So I, that that's the state we're at. Uh, is there yeah, a, um, is there a can con like a def con, but for cans? Oh, a hashtag can con. Um, I hope so. If there's not, I think yeah, like our right. live pod will be the first can con. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Um, but sorry, sorry to interrupt there. Go ahead, Elijah. <laughs> no, that was that was, that it. was I it. Really have nothing else. I mean, follow your boy on the Twitters. That, yeah. That's all I got to say. And um, if you yeah. don't know where to follow him, just listen to a previous episode. Um, and he'll tell you on that one. <laughs> I'll actually, I'll sneak it in at some random point in this episode Ooh. and then people will know when to follow. They'll be like, Oh, this is, I need to pull out my phone, follow Elijah, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That's yeah. how that works. I like that. That that's a mood in itself. And I appreciate that. Mm. Uh, so some things to discuss, what we'll, we'll do a little housekeeping first is, uh, we are going to do a takeover podcast special. We have a lot of guests. Um, a ton of guests that are going to be coming on if slash when, please, when the takeover gets announced, uh, we're going to be doing a one hour special where all of you can join. Uh, so we'll, we'll send you a link, click the link. It's one hour. It's going to be a Q and a format. We're going to have former players. We're going to have reporters. We're going to have an MLS defender of the year. We're going to have Elijah. We're going to have a Greg. There's going to be a Greg on there. Um, oh, God. and it will be a Q and a format. And then after that, there will be another link and that's, cans overload that's just just going to be a party really um so it should be fantastic obviously we're we're not going to announce anything until the takeover gets announced so when that happens make sure to follow us at chn underscore radio to get more updates on when where how what why um all the information that you need but to transition that coming home newcastle website though it's true yeah. Go ahead. If one, if you aren't following the podcast account, SDHN underscore radio or the Twitter account at 
coming home in UFC, Ooh. go ahead and take out your phone, your cellular device. Got to. Go ahead and search them and then hit the follow button. <laughs> so yeah, do that. Um, but yeah, but yeah. then and then also go to coming home Newcastle. Yeah, I was I was I was getting to that. I was gonna <laughs> say, but also go to coming home Newcastle. Um, it's been a good week for content thus far. Um, last week was the debut of of Andy, the six foot seven giant who has decided six to foot seven grace, giant Jordy. Yeah, the giant Jordy's decided to grace our site with his his presence. He's uh, <laughs> since then uploaded a couple more articles um him and graham have been going absolutely bananas the past couple couple of days um but yeah uh we've got a new series uh going on this week uh andy and brian have have kind of kicked it off today um and yesterday called what if and it talks about what if uh different events on the newcastle timeline occurred uh for example brian touched on what if Newcastle never sold to mike ashley um we got some stuff up by andy uh, talking about uh just the social media and like people freaking out on Twitter, which if you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about Twitter um, and Newcastle fans on Twitter. I think that, you know, at times they can be a bit of like a bunch of assholes, which is kind of what Andy talks about. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then Brian touches on something we're about to talk about actually, which is the premier league reopening. So um, a lot of good, great, just content up there. Graham wrote stuff on, um, some lost supporters and just, he did a really good piece talking about people who walked away um, season ticket wise and like what they're going to do if this takeover happens, when it happens. So yeah, a lot of great stuff, Greg, a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, So now we will talk about if we're going to see another match of the 2019, 2020 season. Um, Right now, the current status is we'll see, but it's looking a lot better. So um, it's, looking like the police are insisting that it's neutral grounds, no fans. Um, and it's looking like the premier league is going to be starting after June 1st, but they're actually targeting a go live date for Friday, June 12th. Um, the goal would be 47 of the remaining 92 matches will be televised live. And then discussions are going on right now to make sure the other 45 matches are going to be available to be viewed online. Um, so there's a lot of risk here, obviously, uh, we can talk about Danny Rose and his comments about this matter uh, along with this, but it's also going, another thing that still needs to be concrete is in case you forgot, Newcastle United are in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Yeah. (laughs) So that is, that is also to be, um, like decided upon. And I, I do know that they are going to play those games. They're, they're planning to play those games. And the final is, has been penciled in for August 8th. So, so we'll be in Wembley August 8th, actually. Hey. Greg and I will make – honestly, hey, if, it, if, if things are open, I would, not, I would not turn down the opportunity to go back to London yeah. and see a game at Wembley if Newcastle United are in the final. I'm just – Throwing that Real, out really hard, like just really going out on a limb there, huh? <laughs> yeah, going. <laughs> hey, I would really hate to see my favorite club playing in the biggest stadium in England. Yeah, gosh, I would hate to spend like a really? whole day in London drinking with a bunch of Jordies. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, I hope that doesn't happen. What a terrible moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So what's Elijah? Just first, like just to recap what I've been, what I just talked about. What's your thoughts about this? 
I mean, I think something that I didn't really think about before you brought it up last week was like the whole neutral sites and how Newcastle has done really well at home. And part of that is, is in looking back at some of these matches that we've won, it's not like we're getting absolutely hammered away. It's just more of like, we've definitely been very lucky at home. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the crowds um, because I think this season, the honestly, it's been lost in all that's gone on. But this season, one of the biggest criticisms from everyone was the crowds at Newcastle this season were pretty tame and there was not a lot of support. Um, war flags had left. And with war flags, we had a lot of longtime season ticket holders, longtime uh, fans who were just like insane. They left with them as well. So, I mean, I don't know how much of, of a factor the neutral sites will play. I do agree with, with some of the concerns of Danny Rose and kind of the concerns of, um, a lot of other players um, in general, which is it's it's there's there's it's not really that safe right now, and and we don't really know, you know how how this is going to work from a player safety perspective. But I'll say this: where we were three months ago, um, and how we could contain this virus and test for it and treat it, and where we are now. Um, just in the the couple months that we've been able to really focus a lot of our efforts worldwide on trying to figure this out are just like so it's it's so much better. It doesn't seem like it, but if you really think about it, it is so much better. Um, and you're seeing a lot of things like death rates and stuff going down. So the hope is that by the time we get to June, we're able to either like really contain and treat this um, so that it's a minimal stay, similar to kind of the flu, where you know you kind of just treat the flu and it goes away after that. Or we're just at a level where our testing is sufficient enough um, so that, like, we can just over-test and make sure that these players are in the least amount of danger as possible. And then finally, like, you know, maybe there's some sort of treatment. And that's, like, fingers crossed, like, best-case scenario. There's just, like, some sort of treatment and everything can restart. But it's interesting times. And honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what things look like. And we'll have a better kind of look at what neutral site games and, like, games without fans will look like this weekend. So. Yeah, and uh, so one of Newcastle's players were in the spotlight due to um, like just this project restart, and he re- released, well, I guess said a statement about it, and uh, he is very uh, one-sided on this. And he said, and I quote, I'm just got to quote it directly word for word. Uh, he yeah. said, I don't give a fuck about the nation's morale. People's lives are at risk. Football shouldn't even be spoke about coming back until the numbers have dropped massively it's bullshit i listened to the announcement yesterday no football until june one or something i don't even pay attention to any of that that was your one your only your danny rose <laughs> yeah and i i had to say i have to agree with them i agree with them that's that's like i understand i i uh, i understand the morale but i also like i can see the perspective of the players and i've had a couple other Premier League fans who just have been arguing me back and forth about this, blah, 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 F the players. We're risking our lives. Yes, I get it. But also, like, this is, like, you risking your life to, uh, and I don't, I don't, I feel bad saying this, but, like, you risking your life to provide, you know, something that is actually a necessity, say, you know, working at a grocery store or stocking, all that kind of stuff, is much different than someone risking their life merely for the pleasure and entertainment of other people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I feel like a dick saying that, but like, that's kind of where we are. And like, like Danny's, he's spot on 
football is technically the last thing we should be thinking about, but sports as a whole is still top of mind for everyone, especially mm-hmm. I, I know in the States, it's, it's pretty much every day the news cycle is dominated by, you know, what is this league going to do? What is this league going to yeah. do, et cetera, et cetera. And how, and when is this league coming back? What plan are they proposing? So it, it's weird because I do think people want to escape and it's dominated the, the news cycle, but it's hard. It's hard to remember that like, this is a source of entertainment. It's not a necessity. Um, it's essentially ah. the same as going to the movies. And ah. yes, it's a necessity <laughs> no. in our minds, but in I'm reality. Joking. That was a yeah, joke. But yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I People know. take a joke. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I- I'm excited, though, uh, just because I would like the season to end. Yeah. So, Well, I'll, I'll ask you one more question, a little what if. Um, oh, theme of the week. That's what right. If. That's right. So Newcastle sitting 13th right now. Mm-hmm. What if they finish the season on a neutral site ground? What place will Newcastle United finish? Oh man, we talked about this last week. There's it's, it's what? Not, there's nine matches left. Nine matches left. You need five points yep. to virtually secure safety, and the gap between us and the bottom is. I, I want to say it's eight. like seven or yeah. Oh, I was close. I said seven or eight points, and it's eight. I'm going to go 16th. Okay. I I can I honestly I like I like Steve Bruce. I love our team. But it's hard to to ignore the fact that like we've been insanely lucky. And so I do think that their Newcastle this team does have a win and a couple draws in in their back pocket. Um and <laughs> yeah. and that's just me ignoring luck. Now if luck happens in like we win two, three games, and we're somehow sitting in 13th or 14th or 11th or 12th. I'll take it. But I'm just saying, like, bare bones, if you look at Steve Bruce tactics or, you know, and just, like, how we play and how, like, I, I don't want to say negative, but that's honestly the word, um, how much we absorb pressure and grind out. Like, I could see us easily picking up, honestly, five draws and <laughs> securing safety. Yes. Um, I, I mean, we're not going to score. Yo, I, but it will be- I bet you there's going to be a lot more 0-0 zero, zero draws. No, there is. I mean, also, and that's the other thing that we're not in. It's very, it'll be very interesting to see this weekend what things look like because, like, a two month break is essentially like the off season. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you're going to get very rusty individuals that are supposed to be playing for, like, you know, mid, like, playing as if this is mid season form. And so, yeah, it will be interesting to see, like, what this team looks like under Bruce. They haven't been able to use, like, top facilities and do, like, off season training programs that they typically would do. It's literally like running on the treadmill in your house. Like, that's what you're doing. And and there's been, it's gotten a little creative, but I mean, I have a couple buddies who play Atlanta United and they've just been talking about the fact that it's been so good to get back in. Uh, it back to the training ground because like a lot of these guys live in like apartments and like mm-hmm. flats. You're not allowed to go out to the parks and you're doing all these zoom workouts. And it's like, it's, you're basically doing just like strength and some as much conditioning as you possibly can. Yeah. And even then it's not going to be, it's not going to be great. No, not at all. Um, so that ends it for project restart. We'll, we'll let you know next week what the updates are there, but we are going to take a quick break and then we are going to talk the much anticipated takeover of Newcastle United. So we're going to be right back at you. We're taking a break. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip and social stories as they break. 
Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, Elijah. There was reports this Sunday that it's definitely this week. Thing going to happen. And it's, you know, we've been waiting for that. But... You know that's a, that doesn't it doesn't work like that, <laughs> not yeah. not in Newcastle United. It doesn't work like that. No, nope, so not at all. to get to let everyone know what's happened, um, it was a report from the Guardian that new legal documents have been passed to the Premier League during the, um, I think it was Monday Monday morning, or that raised questions about whether the the deal is is going to be able to go ahead. So basically, what it is is. The premier, or what's understood is that the Premier League lawyers are going to be reviewing information, which establishes a firm link between the Saudi government and a, like a homegrown pirate TV streaming service that essentially been allowing people to pirate, like me, um, pirate <laughs> streams um, across the world, and and obviously because of that, like the Premier League loses out on money. Um, so it's like English football, Wimbledon, rugby. There's a few sports that this platform has done this too so uh, a couple other things actually before i get to my thoughts um it's this company is called be out q um and they're owned by like multiple countries in like the middle east like seven ton of arabian countries oversee this company um so pretty much all of them except for qatar actually yeah and so it's going to be pretty interesting w- what proof they have because there's probably a lot of ways to bounce that off. So basically what it's understood is, well, well I guess the way I'm looking at it is like no one's sure whether th- this is anything more than just a delaying tactic. And if it is a delaying ta- tactic, no one knows when it's when this takeover is going to be approved now. Like it's just like it could happen right now. It could happen while we're recording this podcast. Like. I mean, we don't know. It could be three years from now at this point. Like, it's just wide open. Um, Elijah, what are your takes here? Yeah, uh, I guess my initial take, and I tweeted this from the main, the coming of Newcastle account, uh, is at this point and at this stage, I would be very – you would need a lot of evidence, but you, I would be very shocked if this deal doesn't go through just because of the geopolitical implications of – of essentially denying one of the UK's biggest trade partners something they want. Um, and we've kind of already seen this uh, happen before. There's been some issues with, um, you know, Saudi Saudi Arabia uh, and buying weapons from the UK and they had to stop that. But that was then followed up with them to be able to sell other things to Saudi Arabia. So it's like, it's one of those things where I'd be shocked if merely kind of holds this up because I don't know what MBS is going to do in retaliation because this is obviously something that they're chasing. It's they've been trying to get into the premier league for the past couple of years and they are so close. I'd be shocked if like they are just not allowed to, and there's no ramifications. So I, I, that's my personal thing is that like, I think this goes a little bit beyond the premier league. There's also the theory floating around that this is being intentionally delayed in order to show like, hey, we did our due diligence. Like this took way longer than like the Man City deal, for example, or like our due diligence when Sheffield came up, blah, 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 et cetera. And that like all the smoke screens. And I don't want to doubt the Daily Mail or anyone. Was it, it was the Daily Mail who came uh, out? The Guardian. Oh, the Guardian. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, 
I trust the Daily Mail and I trust the Guardian um, just because I trust Craig Hope as a journalist. Um, but I don't want to doubt them. I just I don't really know what evidence this could be um, that really – because I, I don't know. I feel like if this was such good evidence, Qatar would have used it in a countersuit or would have filed a countersuit immediately yeah. or just or opened up a new civil case immediately. Um, so not a countersuit. That wasn't the right word. So I, I don't, I don't know what this really means. I think my gut tells me it's going to get announced Wednesday. Oh wait, that's tomorrow, Thursday. So you could be listening to this podcast and it could have been done. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. dude. I just, I just have a gut feeling that it's this week on Wednesday or Thursday. It's going to be like, 5 p.m. UK time. Okay. Uh, the other thing to point out here is take everything with a grain of salt. We've said this on a lot of different Newcastle-related rumors, but the Premier League's not commenting on any of this. And unless you're involved or, like, somehow are in with somebody who is involved in these discussions, no one knows. Like, you're talking – we're talking the most respected, most high-profile journalists in all of the UK cannot get access or comments to anything. So. Take everything with a grain of salt. One thing I wanted to also mention is Keith Downey. Uh, follow him at I at uh, Sky Sports underscore Keith underscore, underscore gang. Yeah, underscore gang. Um, he said, "Someone who is very familiar with the with football club takeovers said to me today, there's always a period where takeovers go very quiet and then bang, it happens. The current NUFC situation is not unusual, other than the fact that it has been played out in the media. So basically, his source." saying like this is normal stuff like what, yeah. what what the premier league has been doing and what they're checking out it's all normal um it's just like out in the media which is the only unusual part about this so, yeah and which you're right can easily be construed to suggest that everything's fine and, and like you said there could be so many different smoke screens that are kind of going on we we don't know what's true and what's not true yeah. like realistically we re- like the only Honestly, and I'll be 100% real with you, the only journalist that I have been able to trust and say that like everything he said is true is George Calkin because we know the connection is there and what he's reported on is just like future plans. It's nothing that's like, hey, this is what's been leaked. Like it's been just future plans and it's like it's coming from the buying side. It's like there's no reason to lie about future plans, et cetera, et cetera. And again, we know that the relationship is already there. He has a relationship with the man of state. He has a relationship with people close to the bid on the buying side. Everyone else, it's like, I I trust them as journalists. Like I love, I love Craig Hope. I love Mark Douglas, the very good friends of ours. Well, not really Craig Hope, but Mark Douglas, good friend of ours, all that kind of stuff. But like their information, their sources, they could be completely wrong. They could be being fed wrong information. We have, we have no idea. And so I don't know. I I'm, I tend, I saw the I was going to bring up the Keith Downey tweet as well, and like I, I think that's spot on. Like it just we were we've always been warned about this from Luke Edwards to now Keith that like most takeovers it's quiet and then bang the deal's announced and like people want the deal to be announced already, but they forget that like we've been warned that it's supposed to be quiet. Yeah, we're supposed to be sitting in this this level of uncertainty and being uneasy until something happens. Yeah, and I'll leave, I'll leave you with this. Um, the Premier League refused to comment on when they were contacted by the Guardian and they told the Guardian, or sources told the Guardian, not the Premier League. So the Premier League refused to comment. I wanted to make that clear. But sources told the Guardian that they remain very hopeful of a confirmation this week 
and claim that project restart is the only possible delaying factor. Which, agree. I mean, it seemed like that. That actually did seem like the delay for last week because we, we heard that it was a delay, but then when you looked at how many players and then also the bottom six openly showing their disdain with um, – because that uh, in the eyes of the Premier League, this was supposed to be sorted May 1st. Yeah. It just wasn't. And so um, last week was kind of a, a mess for them, and they had to reconvene for May 8th. And it seems like things are back on track. And, like, regardless of whether or not the the bottom six and mid-table teams want these to happen at neutral sites or not, they're happening at neutral sites. And, like, that's done and dusted. Yep. It's all what, – what's up now is kind of logistics and when people can return to the training grounds. Awesome. Well, that that's it for us on the takeover updates. Unless you have anything, Elijah. No. Okay. So we're we're gonna take anything. We're gonna take one more break, and then we're gonna just do some fun stuff, some trivia, some Bundesliga talk. If you're about that German life, stay tuned. We're gonna take a break. Yeah. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right. So Newcastle, obviously the most popular club in the world right now, uh, if you just search any news about soccer. Um, But also one of the more popular clubs in Germany because every club wants us to support them. Um, Yeah. It all started with this like small, like third division club uh, tweeted out that they wanted to uh, support FC Köln. Uh, or Cologne, Cologne for the folks. It's Köln, but it's pronounced Köln, right? Yeah, but it's Cologne in English. It's Cologne yeah. in English, yeah. Um, because of their red and white stripes. So then Newcastle Name. was like, "What's your Gladbach then?" Because black and white stripes. Even though they kind of abandoned those. Um, yeah. Then another club was like, "Well, wait." We play in that town that starts with a G. What's it, Glinchikirken or? Yeah, Glinchikirken. Yeah, yeah, which is a sister city of Newcastle, and that's Schalke. So they said, "No, you should support us." And like, we have a mining heritage. We're sister cities. Like, why not? And, and we also are known for like crazy atmosphere. Yeah, Nab- like the identity of the clubs are similar. There may or may not be this player named Nabil Bentaleb. Oh, um, it's another link. They were going to say Weston McKinney, but uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That uh, works too. Yeah. And there's also some other clubs that were interested. Freiburg, which sold Papi Cisse to us. Hoffenheim, which okay, no one cares sold, sold jo- Jolinton to us. <laughs> I think no one's going to be a fan of Hoffenheim. <laughs> Bruce Dortmund, which gave us Mikel Marino, the legend. Yeah, the legend. <laughs> and you have Jetro Willems coming in from Frankfurt. So I must ask you, Elijah, which club, which Bundesliga club are you going to support when they open back up this weekend? All right. Before I get to that, I must report with a heavy heart that it was confirmed today that FC Köln, uh, during this uh, restart for the Bundesliga that is occurring this Saturday at Fox Sports. If you're in the States, uh, be sure to wake up for that at 9 a.m. Um, FC Con will not be able to have their live goat mascot um, at the games. This is going to be the first time in like 20 years where they haven't had a live goat at the game. So thoughts and prayers to FC Con. I know 
this is a really tough time for everyone involved. Um, I'm sure this is the only thing the Sunderland fans have to look forward to uh, because I'm pretty sure like League One and League Two and all that's going to be abandoned. So I, I, it's 100% just a guaranteed Sunderland's going to be in League One again next year. Yeah. And no more they're, they're like, payments. yeah, we didn't even talk about that, like how much their uh, their ownership like screwed up this past week and that's all that thing. They might go into administration, all that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, club that I will support. Um, it will be Schalke. Uh, I've been watching Schalke. I, I kind of, I, I wouldn't say I tiptoe, but I watch Schalke and Leverkusen a lot. I just, I think Leverkusen is fun to watch. And I, I think my favorite player in the Bundesliga is Kai Wurtz. Um, but Schalke is probably the team that I resonate with the most because it reminds me of Newcastle. They also have one of the coolest stadiums in the world, the Velkins Arena, in which, like, they since they're a mining town, their tunnel, like, literally, like, where the players walk out of is, like, being walking out of a mine it's sick they've got crazy fans real working class city just like really just like industrial team that like is always known for putting in those challenges all that kind of stuff very similar play style to newcastle if like newcastle were more efficient if that makes sense like shulka can absorb some pressure but they also just like much better at scoring the goals after they <laughs> absorb the pressure um so yeah and also weston mckinney he's on that team he's american so uh i support the americans Although there's like a lot of Americans on Bundesliga teams nowadays. Yeah, it's like they've kind of become uh, like a like a factory. It's like a factory for it. So yeah, <laughs> I was um, gonna say like a like a feeder or a, a hub or but a factory works too. <laughs> yeah, a factory. Yeah, we can get behind that. Who are you supporting? Because you don't really have a Bundesliga team. No, no, I I got I got into Stuttgart. Um, but they, you know, have been relegated again. Uh, so they're sitting in say, two Bundesliga. Um, so, uh, you know, that's a little tough, but they're, they're in second place and two Bundesliga starting back up. So let's go. All right. Turn up. Um, that will be everyone's two Bundesliga team. Is Stuttgart. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's get that. Let's get that revolution started. Um, okay. So. This has been hard because you know, I, like, who am I gonna, who am I gonna get behind? I've paid. I've really have a lot of attention into this. I've uh, studied. I've looked it up everything, and I'm just currently looking up what teams are in the Bundesliga. I've right done now. a I've done a Squawka quiz. Oh, and the club that I should be supporting. Is not. I'm not going to support them. <laughs> okay. It, it's it's going to be. It was it Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, that's one. I, like Borussia Dortmund has some nerve inserting themselves into this conversation. Yeah. Because like, it's like just like no. Like Borussia Dortmund is like just not at all. I mean, I guess the only similarity is like they have an insane fan base. Yeah. But other than that, like. No, shut up. I, now, guess, I will say I guess Warren for Barton. Dest. For Dest. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it for him. Wait, for I mean for, not no. oh no. Nope. My gosh. Reina. Gio Reina. I was like, when did Sergino Dest consult? <laughs> um, but I'll say this. Warren, if you remember this, I want to say this is the live QA in Denver. Someone asked him about like, you know, if there was a any Bundesliga team that he 
thought was similar to Newcastle or like he wanted or any club you would model Newcastle after or something like that. And he said Borussia Dortmund. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm rooting for Dortmund. Like, that's right. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's I mean that's who Warren's gonna be rooting for. It seems like he definitely is biased towards him. But to be fair, like he works for Fox Soccer and like that's like ninety percent of the games they show are yeah. Borussia Dortmund games. Well they have it's the like Americans. Borussia Dortmund yeah. Well they had Pulisic before so that helps. And they've got Geo now and like it's basically like Bayern Munich, RB Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund, and Schalke are you could guarantee you'll see every game. Wolfsburg on occasion. Yeah. Fox Sports. But anyway, I just thought that was an interesting nugget because if you do look at if we're getting taken over and you want a, a decent club to build a model after, Borussia Dortmund is not a bad shout. They buy young players, they develop them really well, they have a solid academy, and then they also splash the cast with some bigger players. Yeah. You just don't want you don't want the uh the the selling your best player to Bayern Munich part of being a Borussia Dortmund uh, <laughs> club. Well, Elijah, are you ready for this? Well, also, just to sum things up, Greg just is not supporting a team is what we've kind of landed on. No, I, I'm. if Warren's in, then I'm in. So I'm supporting oh Dortmund. Well, that's <laughs> – all right. All right, fine. <laughs> um, so we're going to do some, some quiz time. Um, I, I teed one up for you, I hope. Uh, I'm no, going to lead off with that one. I'm going to mess it up. Um, right before the start of the 2015-2016 season, oh God. Newcastle United completed a signing of two players from Anderlecht in Belgium. Who were okay. those two players? It was Jeannie Wijnaldum and no. Alexander Mitrovic. One of them was Mitrovic yeah. and, and Bemba. yeah. Yes, okay, I don't know why I said Gio. I was literally thinking, I was like, wait, he's not. No, that's not it. He came from he's P- not even PSV um, yeah. in the Netherlands. Yeah. I, which was dumb because I signed Gio Wijnaldum. <laughs> surprise, surprise, in FIFA like six years ago. <laughs> so. um, a little bit harder is Liverpool beat us 3-2 to two last season. Um, that goal, that third goal came from what Liverpool substitute? Oh, Divock Origi. Got it. Nailed it. Yeah. The, 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 one of my friends was talking about this was there's like this, like, so I think Bleacher Report posted something about Divock or no, the Premier League posted a video about Divock Origi, like being like one of the best, like, like Liverpool's secret weapon off the bench. And they're like, this Liverpool fan, I'm friends. He was like, this is really dumb for them to post considering he hasn't scored a goal off the bench this season for us. <laughs> um, Two more questions. Okay. Which Newcastle United player had penalty kick save during League Cup shootout defeats in both 2016 and 2019? Matt Ritchie. No. I just assumed. That's what I would have said, too. Because I haven't seen Matt Ritchie score a pen. (laughs) Um, It might be Shelby. You're correct. You got it. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I remember we we had a discussion maybe in the Slack channel or on this podcast about who you'd have as a penalty kick taker. And that was brought up that Shelby had missed like the last two pins he'd taken. Yeah. But then like at this point right now, like I think who would you – that's a question. Right now, who would you have as your penalty taker? Because, of course, if people remember correctly, uh, the 1-0 win to Southampton, uh, it should have been a 2-0 win because Matt Ritchie missed a penalty. Yeah, I'd honestly – I'd go with Dubrovka probably. 
I mean, it's like honestly, that's not even a bad shout because, like, um, I would I would take ASM because, uh, like, I feel like he's just just generally unpredictable, and he'd probably confuse goaltenders a lot, and his celebrations would be electric. If you're giving me a fully healthy Newcastle team, I might have to give it to Jetro Willems. Mm. I don't. I don't. Top, I just top corner every time. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing really uh, about him that leads me to believe he'd be a good penalty tick kicker, <laughs> penalty kick taker. But the fact that every single goal he scored for Newcastle has been an absolute banger in the top corner. Mm. Also, in the Bill Bentleb, who like literally did not miss a penalty <laughs> while he was at Shaw. That's right. That might be that's a, right. a good shout. I don't really know why that, he was on the pitch too for that. Like he was on the field. Yep. And Matt Ritchie took that penalty, and he was probably like, "Steve, you, you sorry old man, do you not know anything about me?" And Steve was like, "No, I don't know anything <laughs> about you. I just know that you're a ball winner." Yeah, and there you go, Steve Bruce. Steve, all Stevie. All right, next last one is during the o five, o four, o five season, right when you were born. I wasn't even alive. I'm about <laughs> to say, who knows? Um, Newcastle and which overseas – well, I'll give you a big hint. Which Portuguese side – Newcastle and which Portuguese side faced each other in four different occasions during that season, including one, one friendly. No. It was a, a preseason friendly at St. James's Park. At Porto. St. James's Park in the UEFA Cup group stage and then home and away in the quarterfinal. Four times it that- and it wasn't Benfica. So I'm it guessing it's Porto. Nope. Oh, gosh. What are the other Portuguese teams? <laughs> it's, it's one of the other big ones. Like, you, you'll have uh, heard it, of it. Um, is it the one that William Carvalho is at? Oh, crap. Which one is he at? Let me look at the, the green and white one. Yeah. That, no, like, no, 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 no. Okay. Not them. Okay. Because that's... I'm yeah, you're right. I'm I'm gonna hear this and be like, no, obviously, duh. Uh, let me just um, um, let me just verify. Oh mm. no, William Carvalho plays for Real Betis, which is in Spain. No, he, they are green I'm and talking white. About before, before, like he got sold to Real Betis because uh, you remember there was a mutiny and like the fans attacked the training ground because the guy we were um Jorge Jesus is that the manager we were named to he was managing the team at the time and, like, and that's how Bas, he left was there yeah um Dang. let's see he was playing for okay no it is not that was sporting cp yes and he that is not the club do you have any last thoughts or guesses Rick, dude, I, gosh, I, I, I I'm going to be mad when you say the answer. I'm just, you know, I'm going to say, you're going to say, name a Portuguese club, uh, Wolves. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's Sporting Lisbon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we played them four times in a season. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's the only time that Newcastle has done that. Well, not, considering like that doesn't happen in the Premier League, like no, no. <laughs> unless like you get super unlucky and and draw uh, like Liverpool for the FA Cup and yeah, yeah. the EFL Cup, it would have to and and uh, European competition or something um, where you're just drawing English teams. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for us, Elijah. Do you have any parting words? Um, 
No, dude. I'm I'm hoping that I've spoken into existence. This takeover will happen Wednesday Ooh. or Thursday. Hoping. UK time, 5 p.m. You know, or maybe I should say it won't happen because I'm pretty sure I said the Miguel Amaron thing wasn't going to happen. It didn't happen. Actually, I don't know what I said for that. We'll just go with it's going to happen. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. I, I think you should go that route because you said that Miguel Amaron was going to score every game and, and eventually you're right. So it's true. Um, yeah, that's that's so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that every episode of TH <laughs> like on a Tuesday, it's gonna hey, it's gonna get announced on a Wednesday before or Thursday. Before our next pod, it's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. <yeah, before. laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, Wednesday or Thursday is like the perfect guess because it's like Friday's a weird day to drop news, but then again, that's when the McGovern like story came out that like it was done and dusted. It was like a Friday evening or Friday afternoon or something like that. Oh man, this is so difficult. <laughs> All right, we'll go with yeah, your Wednesday Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Wednesday Thursday this week. All right. Well, that concludes episode 129 of CHN Radio. I am your host Greg Troxell. That's the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. And let's get taken over. Boy, the last. <laughs> Love you guys. The dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Geordie And to live in Geordie land Some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the river Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother seeing Henny away I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindis Vaughn in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark at St James's Park, if the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny Howie. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dog. It's in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home.